You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. So my favorite Christmas song is The Little Drummer Boy. Now, I know that's not a Christmas carol, but it's my favorite song. And it's because of, I just love the, the rhythm of the song. I love the story of the song. If you've ever seen the old little animated stop, stop mation, whatever it's called, claymation uh, movie they made years ago of uh, The Little Drummer Boy, you've, you've seen this. And like the story, of course, is you know, The Little Drummer Boy has no gift. He's poor and the, the Christ child is born or the king is has come and he has no gift to bring except except to play his his drum. Only gift he has is the gift of his his talent, his self, his presence. And that's the most important gift of all. And and because the little drummer boy was able to give the gift of his presence and his talent and his attention, he had reason to have hope. He had hope in his life and he rejoiced by playing his drum for the king. Now, What's your favorite Christmas song, and, and why is that your favorite your favorite song of the season? And and, and you know what what is the reason you enjoy or connect with that song? I mean, how does it help you? How does it inspire hope within you? Or how you know how do you rejoice with, with that particular song? You know, thinking of of hope, and 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 this is the beginning of Advent. This is week one. Week one of the Advent for 2021, and our our theme for today is hope. And so we light the candle of hope in anticipation of the arrival of the Christ child and the hope which he brings. Now, today is uh, that season. Advent is that season that leads to our celebration of the birth of Jesus on Christmas Day. And on this first Sunday of Advent, we light that candle of hope and the hope Christmas brings to us. The hope we have in Christ is reason to rejoice and that's our theme for advent is rejoice now in luke chapter one and we'll read there so i encourage you to grab a bible and and uh and turn to luke one there's a there's a messenger from god that appears to mary mary is this this young lady and 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 he's this messenger of god's telling her she will have a son a king whose reign will never end and here's the thing here's like here's the problem mary is a virgin Okay, so and the angel responds when she says, how is this possible? How will I have a child that will be a king or anything else because I'm a virgin? And, and the angel says, you know what? Your relative Elizabeth, she is she's well past her childbearing age. She's, she's well past the age of child, her childbearing years. And you know what? She's six months pregnant. And, and, the, and the messenger from God says, nothing is impossible for God. And, and and Mary then goes to visit Elizabeth and the baby inside of 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 Elizabeth 6 months pregnant jumps for joy rejoices at the sound of Mary's voice and and Elizabeth says oh you're blessed you're blessed because you believed the message you're blessed and the people will call you blessed and so Mary sings Mary sings a song it's this she rejoices in what has now become known to us as the magnificat which is it's called that because the first it's the first word of the song in Latin and so it, when the bible is translated into latin uh, from greek it was you know this is the first word of the song magnificat which in greek is the word megas which means great abundant to magnify and so let's read the magnificat the song mary's song of rejoicing Luke 1, beginning in verse 46, Mary sings, 
Oh, how my soul praises the Lord! How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior! For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. And he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his children forever. Here's our big idea for this first Sunday of Advent. The hope we have in Jesus is reason to rejoice. The hope we have in Jesus is reason to rejoice. Now, I want to break this down into like four reasons. Like, we have reason to rejoice today, and here's why. But first of all, God saves sinners. That is reason to rejoice. God saves sinners. And we don't like to use that word sinner much these days, so we really don't. And I'll admit myself, when I hear that word even coming out of my own mouth, it often sounds condescending, if not judgmental. And that's certainly not the goal. The goal is not to be condescending or judgmental. However, however, we can't escape the fact that sin is real. And and so here's a simple definition of sinner. It's this, someone living with sin in their life. Just a simple definition. Not condescending, not judgmental. It's just a definition of the world. The word, someone living with sin in their life. And so the good news is we have reason to rejoice. We have hope in Jesus because God saves sinners. Now, don't don't think about anybody else right now. Don't think about anyone else. Just yourself. Does the fact that God saves sinners give you hope? It certainly gives me hope. It gives me great hope. Mary sings, How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. To even his name, Jesus, Yeshua, means God saves. Yeshua, God saves. We have reason to rejoice because God saves. Salvation is a gift from God. Romans 5, verse 6 says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. But God showed his great love for his 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 great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Here's the hope we're celebrating today. The power of sin no longer has power over us. When we say we can rejoice, we can have hope to rejoice because through Jesus, God saves sinners. That means that the power of sin no longer has power over us. This is good news. This is We have reason to have hope and reason to rejoice because God saves sinners. And another thing, we have reason because God changes things. God changes things. One of the great ways I've ever heard it put about how God changes things is the serenity prayer, right? God grant me serenity to accept things I cannot change and courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Now, that serenity prayer written by Reinhold Niebuhr in, in, uh, a long time ago, it goes on. It goes on. Let me, read the, let me read the whole serenity prayer for you. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking, as he did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. That's the prayer. 
There are things you and I can't change, and there is peace in coming to grips with that. But but God can, and at times does, change things that we can't, and that's where hope lives. Mary sings, The Mighty One is holy and has done great things for me. God shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear Him. Now, every story, every story, no matter how small or how great, is a story of God's love and mercy. We read the story of Mary. We read the story of Elizabeth. It reminds us that every story, no matter how small or how great, is a story of God's love and mercy. And and when we express gratitude for all God has done, out of the depths of our hearts, rejoicing can't help but burst forth. Because God changes things through His love and mercy. We have reason to have hope and the reason to rejoice because God saves sinners and God changes things. But not only that, God loves underdogs. There is reason to rejoice today because God loves underdogs. Now, without a doubt, this year, (laughs) the LSU Tigers have had a rough year in football. And maybe you're not a football fan. If so, just hold on. I'll get past this in just a second. But, uh, you know, two years ago, we, you know, the LSU Tigers were undefeated. We you know, ran, the, ran the, the gauntlet. They beat Alabama. They won the SEC championship. They won the national championship. Had an undefeated season. And here we are two years later and struggling, struggling, struggling. So when we face Alabama this year, rival, once again, the Tigers were huge underdogs. And so much so that I wasn't even going to watch the game. And usually I'll watch the game uh, even if I know when we don't have a chance. And I knew, I'm like, I, we have zero chance. I don't even want to watch this. But I decided, you know what, I'll at least start it. I'll at least watch the first first quarter or so and just kind of see how it's going. And LSU played tough. They were even good. And, and actually, truth be told, almost won the game. This underdog, you know, cheering for the underdog. Do you love to cheer for the underdog? Have you ever been the underdog? Like, how does it feel when others cheer you on? Mary's song continues here. God has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the underdogs, the humble. He filled the hungry, the underdogs, with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. See, God loves underdogs. Ever wonder why God made a covenant with Abraham that all the world would be blessed through his descendant? Abraham, a nomadic shepherd who, who's well past his prime because God loves underdogs. Why did God send Moses to lead the nation of Israel out of Egypt? Moses, a part of a, a nation of slaves, a fugitive. God loves underdogs. Well, why did God pick old little town of Bethlehem for Jesus to be born, an insignificant rest area on the road to Jerusalem? God loves underdogs. And why did God announce the good news of the Savior's birth first to a group of shepherds? A common profession, but certainly not a noble one. God loves underdogs. And why Mary? Mary. Why Mary? A young girl betrothed to be married to a carpenter? God loves underdogs. And why did God choose to give his hope to you and to me? God loves underdogs. God is is looking for people who are hungry for God. But also, God is looking for people who are willing to also love the underdog. God is looking for people who are hungry for God and who are willing to love the underdog. When we show love to those who maybe may consider underdogs in life, you're becoming more like Jesus. And we have reason to have hope and reason to rejoice 
Because God keeps his promises. This is the fourth reason, and this is where I kind of want to wrap it up today. God keeps his promises. It is in this Advent season. It is in the celebration at Christmas, the birth of Christ, Jesus, that we're reminded how God keeps his promises. He promised this in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That promise that was made came, uh, that promise was, was kept in Jesus and through Jesus. Now, for decades, the word virgin in this Isaiah passage has been deconstructed because the literal translation from Hebrew is, is young woman. However, the word refers specifically to a young woman who is not yet of age to be married. Now, the old school term for that is virgin. Now, so, so Mary's song ends with, For God has made his promises to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. See, God has made his promises to our ancestors, to Abraham, to his descendants. This is a forever promise. And Mary singing this song, rejoicing in hope, in response to Elizabeth saying, God has blessed you. God has blessed you. Like the promise, the promise to Abraham, the promise of Isaiah is coming true, coming, coming true through you. God has blessed you. Blessed means literally to become large with joy. That's what blessed is, to become large with joy. So here's Mary before her pregnancy even began to show. She's going to become large with child <laughs> eventually. But even before she, her pregnancy begins to show, Jesus was already showing through Mary. Her Jesus was already showing. The narrative says that the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child ju- jumped within her, leaped within her. And when Mary sings, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Rejoice. Rejoice. It from, you know, translated from the Greek word, because it was originally written in Greek. Agaleo. Agaleo. Sorry. Agaleo. means exceeding joy. To jump in celebration. To jump in celebration. Oh, how my spirit jumps in celebration in God, my Savior. Too often we can get focused on the negative around us. It's easy to do this time of year. The hope we have in Jesus is reason to rejoice. We should be on the lookout for opportunities to jump in celebration of the good we see. So here's your next steps. This week, pay attention to those around you. And and when you see someone doing something that has evidence of God all over it, let that person know. Hey, I saw what you did. Hey, that was a, your attitude really shined there. Hey, your Jesus is showing. <laughs> I'm made large with joy to have witnessed your Jesus is showing. Lord, this week, give us opportunities to acknowledge those around us in the midst of the busyness of this season as it kicks into full gear for us in the midst of the fact that for some of us this is a season of of stress and being overwhelmed and for some lord it's a season of grief and heartache and painful thoughts and memories lord help us to pay attention to those around us and when we see someone do something that has evidence of you all over us lord let us take that help us encourage us equip us empower us to take that opportunity to let that person know, hey, I appreciate you. Thank you. I love you. Your Jesus is showing. Jesus, would you show through us? Would you show through us this week?
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at AwakenChurchLA.